The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favourite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great-tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Excellent. How are you doing? Mate, fantastic. Me and Chicago are sitting here. I've got a nice cup of tea. I'm ready to learn <laughs> a lot about uh, the, the work that you do. And yeah. looking over the work that you do, I'm like, fuck, is there anything that you don't do? <laughs> you've, you've been a busy boy, I've, I've got to say, or a busy man over the years. Yeah. In your, your pursuit of knowledge in all things health. And... Maybe we'll just start off with, with going through the list of diplomas, the list of courses, the list of qualifications that you currently have as a young man. Yeah, so I just turned 31, but I started chiropractic and naturopathic school at 22. So I did not finish my naturopathic degree, but I did most of the schooling for that because in my state, naturopathic doctors are unlicensed. So I didn't finish that. I'll go into that more later, but I did chiropractic school. I got my chiropractic degree and my licensed acupuncture degree. So I'm finishing up all my board exams. They got postponed due to COVID, unfortunately. So finishing up acupuncture in Chinese herbal school. I also did five diplomates, which sometimes you'll do like one extra degree kind of deal. And then the States, it's basically like you have to do 26 weekends and then practical and written board exams. So I'm working on, um, I already got one in acupuncture and chiropractic internal medicine, like as an internist or primary care family physician. And then I'm finishing up my board exams in homeopathy, neurology, and applied kinesiology, which is like a muscle testing sect. 
so yeah, just did that. And I did like an extra 120 seminars in school. So I was basically just like school for 10 years straight. And uh, once I finished all the schooling, then I wrote a book and then I started a nonprofit because I was like, well, now what do I do? Once all these schools are done, I have like no more school left that I wanted to do. So I figured I'd start. I took over a practice from a doc who was Belgian who moved back to Belgium. He was in Chicago, Illinois, USA for about 30 years. And so I bought his integrative practice. He did similar stuff with Chinese medicine, Western medicine, blood work, homeopathy, like was kind of like a master of the minds in his own right over his 30 years. So he kind of trained me for a year and then moved back to Belgium. So I'm kind of running this 10 person holistic clinic in Chicago. And we just get miracles on like a daily basis, combining mind, body, Eastern and Western medicine. So I feel like I'm just obligated. I've been super blessed, have opportunities to learn from the best of the best in our field. And I just feel obligated to give that back for free to everybody, which is why um, I started the health assurance movement, which is called nicknamed ham for short. And uh, we're basically doing like podcasts, a monthly cooking show and like weekly video blogs of just like trying to inspire people to be healthier. And it's a lot like I feel like I'm at the beginning of trying to create my own version of Evolve Network. Like I'm not a chef at all. I know very little about cooking. We have one of our office staff is actually starting culinary school. So we're like at the very beginning of getting into cooking, but I know the principles. I know how to cook well for myself and get healthy food from local farms and all that kind of stuff and regenerative farming, all that. But we're basically trying to just start to build this like free symptom quizzes and healthcare for people to find new ways to inspire them to learn about their body and how it's responding and then start to get themselves healthier. Because my goal, eventual goal is to get it so that doctors are basically not necessary anymore, like put myself out of business and make it so that we only have doctors as healers and as crisis care, which they're great at crisis care. They're great at using drugs and surgery to save lives. But I really want to start to inspire our profession to become better healers and holistic practitioners and really like get to know the patients and their story and get to the root cause of what's going on. But it's just such a paradigm shift from where our current system is. I feel like we need just like a new reinvention almost. And there is naturopathic and chiropractic medicine. And in this US, chiropractors have a lot of rights in most states, but naturopathic doctors are only licensed in 19 of the 50 states. So it's a up and coming thing that's going to be probably like a big legal, political, financial backed issue over the coming decades. But um, I'm, we've already gone, like I've only been doing this um, for like a year. And then the last two months, we started posting every day to Instagram and that took off from like 300 followers up to almost 19,000 followers in like less than two months. So it's just sort of like taken off and I'm sort of like getting used to how all that feels and plays out and how to moderate comments and respond to everybody. I have like no idea what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying it. And it's, I used to get nervous to lecture to 10 people in person. Now I put like a funny reel up or a funny post or like a just daily thoughts and thousands of people see it, which is already just mind blowing. Like can't even fathom how that's taking off and the virality of super spreading truth and all this content online has been fascinating. But um, we're just trying to figure out ways to kind of get this free content out to people and start to really um, inspire people to help. Because I feel like so many of these online people were doing it for their own financial gain or from a place that wasn't necessarily coming from just like pure love, but coming from their own personal motivations. I'm like, I don't care. I could lose my job and go 
be a barista or like surf and just like work as a bartender and I'd be super happy. I mean, I don't want to lose all the knowledge that I've gained, but I feel like I got to give it away before I die on my motorcycle or, you know, on a plane somewhere. So that's kind of why I wrote the book. I was like, I got to get this out. So just even if like I die, it's at least like the universe has the knowledge so they can start to heal themselves. I love what you said that, um, you know, you, you want to basically get yourself out of a job and there's so many great stories and sayings that I've heard over the years, you know, that uh, in some philosophies, the doctor only gets paid when you're well, you know, if you get sick, you don't pay the doctor, you know, because they're not doing their job properly. And when you said, you know, what's up resonates with me is I don't have a, a GP, a general practitioner, a medical doctor that I see, but to give you an idea of all the things that you've, you've studied and are studying and putting into practice, uh, two days ago, I saw a chiropractor because I felt like that was what I was needed. Yesterday, I saw a body worker that came to me uh, through a coincidental um, uh, connection and my intuition was like, okay, there's something in this still for you to learn about your body by meeting this person. And I've got to say, it was a, it was a very powerful body work and treatment. I, I cried in it. it, it brought up a lot of emotion. And it was a fascinating experience for me. It was an hour and a bit on the table. And, and again, I was learning more about my body through somebody that has been in practice for 20 odd years. And again, it's just this knowledge. And even today, my wife and I are having acupuncture this afternoon at the local clinic. And he's wanting to do with us um, chakra patterning. And I, I could get this wrong, but acupuncture using chakras, but in a geometrical pattern or sacred geometry pattern in our, on our bodies. Because I met him a couple of weeks ago and he was telling me about it. He goes, we can basically elicit nearly the same response as you get from a psychedelic journey by doing this, which can release trauma, which can take you into a space where you, again, learn more about your bodies. And I mean, this is a big week, three different therapies in one week. And I had none the week before, but it's interesting because people go, well, who's your doctor? I'm like, Number one, it's me. Number two, it's I listen to my body about where I need to go. Sometimes it is body work. Sometimes it's acupuncture. Sometimes it's chiropractor. Sometimes it's this, it's that or the other. And I find it fascinating because you said you want to change this paradigm, you know, but to, yeah. to get that understanding into people that have been brought up in the traditional system where they say, well, how, how the hell can chiropractic fix this where I'm on a pharmaceutical for? Or how can acupuncture fix this that I'm taking this pill for or, or whatever it may be? So maybe if you'd like to dig a little deeper into what you've learned about these different modalities that you've studied and why they can potentially replace the traditional doctor in a lot of these circumstances, the chronic illness, not talking about trauma care because they're fucking good at that. <laughs> I'm grateful that, that yeah. they're there. So, me too. So take me on this journey of, of discovery, how to replace your doctor using these different modalities. Yeah, so I think um, a lot of the how to replace your doctor is 
learning, like you were saying, how to trust your intuition of what practitioner to go to or what type of healer is best for you. And just learning the awareness of how your body is speaking to you. So you can replace a traditional doctor with a holistic doctor, but even then not having to go to a healer to basically learn how to heal your own body and do the sacred geometry, acupuncture, chakra healing on yourself. is kind of the next level. So it's like, we have to take people down the, the step of the path of like, first you start at your traditional doctor and you go from drugs to herbs where most drugs came from. And then you go to high dose vitamin therapy. Then you go down into low dose food-based vitamin therapy and organs, glands, tissues. And then you go down into like just food. And I think we're trying to, I'm trying to like de-escalate people from the extreme, highly aggressive, um, not as energetically sensitive or like mind, body, spirit relative trauma care into how do you go learn what type of healers are good for you? And I feel like healers are that middle ground of getting you to connect to your body, learn what your chakras, learn what your meridians, learn what your physical movement patterns are like and how your body's talking to you. They're basically like the true dosere doctor teachers. So you're going from like doctor as savior to doctor as teacher and then doctor as self. And it's like you then become your own teacher when you start meditating, getting into, into your intuition. And that's what our big symptom quizzes that we're releasing one a week this year for free art is like, how do you learn how your body language is speaking to you? So if you can do a quiz that start to, starts to tell you like, wow, all these symptoms are related to my adrenals or my thyroid or my liver or my gut, whatever it is. And you're like, break that down further. And how is my body relating to gas or bloating or burping or farting or all these like weird things we don't always want to talk about, but are really important to discuss. How is my body actually talking to me? And how is it balanced, imbalanced, in harmony or disharmony with my own internal and external nature? Once we start to really educate people on how their body talks to them, and part of that is like the healers, the chiropractors, acupuncturists, body workers, they all help with that educational piece. But I'm trying to create a videos and platforms for people where they start to learn how their own body talks to them. So they, you really are your own best doctor. We're all innately intelligent. Our bodies are extremely smart. And when you tap in, whether it's with plant medicine or whether it's with healers or whether it's with your own meditation processes or workout processes, um, we can all have those ecstatic experiences with or without a substance. We all have DMT in our bodies. So it's like, how do we teach people to start to tap into that innate wisdom? Because if you go walk in the woods for a week alone by yourself, or you do a retreat where you're alone, you're going to really start to come against your own deep subconscious and psyche, but you'll also start to really realize what it is in your life that needs to change or how your body's speaking to you. We all have this innate wisdom like, wow, I think I'm just overdoing it and putting too much energy or chi out in the universe. And I just need to like rest, slow down, change partners or get a new dog, whatever the big like life lesson is. We all innately know if we just slow down and listen, but it's kind of getting people to slow down and just start to listen learn about their bodies and switch people from the traditional paradigm where you need someone to save you into a, I'm getting helped towards empowering myself to really heal myself, become aware of what my body's doing and start to teach future generations that our bodies are innately intelligent. They're not making mistakes. Our bodies occasionally do dumb things and we can't just like regrow a limb when you cut off your arm. But there's a lot of really smart things that your body's doing to try to cleanse or detoxify 
Um, we have this weird view this year with COVID of germs. Um, and I think there's truth in the germ theory and there's truth in the terrain theory. And uh, Tom Cowan's book is a great model of what the terrain theory and like the highest form of how terrain theory works, um, even though it's been banned on Amazon and other places, which is ridiculous. Um, there's also some truth to the germ theory. Like you don't want to knowingly or willingly give someone gonorrhea or syphilis or some horrible germ. But if you don't know that, we shouldn't be guilting or shaming people for just passing along a germ or a virus that's actually potentially helping us to evolve, adapt, grow, change, strengthen our immunity, adapt to our ecosystem. Because at the end of the day, 50, as Zach Bush, who I love says, 52% of our DNA has been modified by viruses. So if they were bad for us, we would be dead. This is so fascinating when you talk about this, us being our own doctors and our own teachers, because that is where it's heading. And we do have the ability to have these guides and teachers for us along the way. And that's what I was, I guess, resonating with when I was speaking about the fellow that I met yesterday. I was listening to him explain how and where the traumas were still connected in my body and why there was still pain in there. And what I find fascinating about this journey, for me especially, and that's all I can really talk about, is that is the direction whichever way you go to full freedom, free, full sovereignty. And it's interesting, our intuition really is the guiding force. So my wife and I will often go for a swim at the beach. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to go for a swim at the beach, but often the catalyst for that, just for that decision, is to go and recharge, cleanse, earth ourselves in probably the, the, the most powerful way by being immersed in the, in the ocean, in the, the frothing white water of the waves as it's coming in, the ionised energy that's in there. And it, it's something so simple but so profound and so deep on a physical, emotional, mental and spiritual level that just that one simple act of self-love that we have sort of, hmm, how do I say it, going to the beach seems like an occasion. It seems like a, a, a destination. It seems like a, a holiday destination or whatever it is. So, so we've, we've, we've actually removed it from ourselves, nearly in society, going for a walk in the bush. It's like something that we, we do for exercise. But like you mentioned, go spend some time by yourself. You get to really find out <laughs> who you are. <laughs> for better ones. Yeah. I mean, it's only for better. Because that's, our, that's yeah. our purpose here is to understand ourselves and the way we do that is to spend time with ourselves and spending time with others. So I, I'm, I'm very grateful for this conversation so far because you're, you're sharing a lot of wisdom for, um, for a lot of people to digest. Where I want to go to next is your book, Adrenal. Yeah. And uh, let's explore that for a minute. Sure. So I wrote a book called Do I Have Adrenal Fatigue? I'm grabbing a copy here from my office. Um, it's basically two books in one. It's one is what I learned on how to achieve like medical miracles. And from the doctor whose practice I took over, he said he was going to retire, go back to Belgium, but never really did so fully. 
Um, and he said he was going to go like retire, write his book and like live out a good life in um, Belgium. But he never fully wrote his book. So I kind of like wrote it for him with him with some of his guidance. And so that's the latter half of the book is all of the qualitative aspects of healing. So not quantitative like numbers of what labs and data, but all the aspects that people like John D. Martini and Bruce Lipton talk about of how to manifest your own healing response or your own medical miracle. So it's the big seven pillars in the second half of the book are all about big picture concepts like the clouds where the first half of the book is the dirt of like what numbers and how do you actually get there. But the clouds is basically intention, expectation, and awareness, and then love, certainty, gratitude, and presence. So it's all the things in a healing appointment and in your own body that you can start to analyze and say, do I have an intention for what I'm trying to do in my life or in my health? What expectation do I have about how that journey is going to take place? What awareness, like our symptom quizzes or what awareness do I get from my lab testing or from my doctors or healers that are teaching me or the guides along the way or my own in intuitive awareness? And then the things that help are just love, certainty, gratitude, and presence. I feel like you can't really have an excess of any of love in your life. And when we, whenever I would talk to the old Belgian doctor, you mentioned it, um, but he said, really, if you want to fix anything, it all goes down to self-love. Like at the end of the day, any problem you're having is usually just a lack of self-love on some level. Like you didn't have enough self-love to resolve an emotional issue or you didn't love yourself on some deep level. So I feel like as we do learn about ourselves by ourselves and in connection with others, that's one of the big keys to overcoming any health challenge. But the first half of the book, my editor made me actually choose a topic to write about because they're like, that's great, but no one's going to read that book. So the first half is what almost half of my patients have on lab work and in their history and on their symptom quiz, which is basically this is the book. It's do I have adrenal fatigue? So the quiz is actually free on our nonprofit website, which is healthassurancemovement.org. Um, but there's a quiz in the book that basically helps you in five minutes or less self-analyze whether you may or may not have a problem with your adrenal system in your body. And it breaks down the stages of adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction, um, whether it's scientifically real or not. Um, the current medical system is starting to acknowledge that endocrine and hormonal disruption is a very real thing, but they just don't have a diagnostic label for it outside of hypothyroidism or what I think JFK had, which is Addison's, where you have almost zero cortisol, zero adrenal hormones. They acknowledge the extremes, but not always the middle ground. So our world and the medical system is often very binary rather than like two-dimensional rather than three-dimensional. So they're saying if you have hyperactive adrenals, you have Cushing disease. And if you have no adrenal function, you have Addison's disease and ending in the middle is just quackery. But we now know that's not really true. There's a whole complex hormonal system in your body. And just because you're not at zero or a hundred doesn't mean that there's some functional issues with how your adrenals are doing, which you might notice if you wake up tired or not motivated, or if you're tired in the afternoon, or if you're feeling a little sluggish, not motivated. Um, if you're craving salt or sugar, that can be an indication. There's literally like 90 different indications on our free quiz that I would encourage anyone to go start to learn about their body. But really it's like a, the first half is an investigative process of, do I have this issue? How do I bring awareness to it? And then start to do some free self-care to heal it. Um, whether you're doing excess bad things in your life, like way too much stress, too much caffeine or other stimulants, um, 
or whether you have a deficiency of certain vitamins and minerals like B vitamins and vitamin C that your adrenals crave because your adrenals are the number one user of vitamin C in your body to help manufacture steroid production and keep you deflamed, anti-inflamed. So whether it's an excess problem that you need to lose something in your life that's not serving you, or whether there's a deficiency of a vitamin or a mineral, or you could take some glandular or other healing support, or you need more fire element in Chinese medicine, which is more joy and passion and love in your life. The love can literally heal your adrenals and the excitement and adrenaline for a life purpose also fulfills that kidney and adrenal balance. Hmm. Where do we go to from here? It's a lot there. I mean, I'll refer back to yesterday as well after the treatment. I was wiped. It was such a big session for me. And I went home and I had a magnesium bath at three in the afternoon. And my wife had a session with the fellow as well. And it was seven o'clock last night, seven thirty. I just need to go to bed. And usually I go to bed at eight thirty, nine, nine thirty, but yesterday seven, seven thirty. I'm I'm done. I'm done. But there was this internal dialogue happening, like you're healthy, you shouldn't be going to bed now. What are you? You know, soft, you're weak, you just so there was this little battle going on for a little while ago. No, I'm going to go to bed. It doesn't matter what the time is, I need to go to bed because I don't feel well. I don't feel energized. I feel like this is the best path. And and it's so interesting. I wonder how many of these battles that we have on a day-to-day basis go on in each and every one of us on so many different issues, whether it be you know, what are we eating? What what are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we saying with our vocabulary? What are we thinking with what we're witnessing in the world? And the list goes on and on and on. And it's interesting because the, the part of me that won the, won the little fight last night was the one that was the self-love, I would say. You know, it wasn't the ego. It was just like, you know, fuck, I surrender. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And, and it was bizarre because I woke up last night at one in the morning, which was so unusual for me. And I still haven't worked that one out yet. I didn't know whether it was the moon or whether it was a cup of tea that I had in the afternoon to give me a little pep up or what was going on in the world. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm tapped into world events. But, oh, what's happening out there? <laughs> <laughs> but instead I should be saying what's happening inside. I'm not really going anywhere with this with this, this train of thought, but I, I guess it, it comes down to follow your intuition at the end. How do you follow your intuition, do you think, when you have a couple of different voices going on vying for your attention? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have like, yeah, I feel like you can have three or four different voices in your head going at one time, you know, like your ego or the it or different aspects of your subconscious, what your parents want you to do, what your dad, mom, grandma pressured you to do, what your spouse wants you to do or your kids. Um, you can have all these different voices. And I feel like the only, there's really no end to it. And there's no way to really know what you are, because at the end of the day, you probably are a little bit of everything. Like you are your own entity, but you're also part of the collective consciousness and unconsciousness at the same time. So it's like you are everything, but you are yourself, which is kind of a duality. But I feel like, how do you follow it? I feel like de-stressing, whether it's in those appointments with healers, 
is huge coming back to meditation and breathing and time alone. I feel like you start to realize like, is this me or is this other, which is a huge existential question. Probably like your talked with Lori Ladd, she'd be able to answer that a lot more eloquently than I would. But um, it's fascinating the stories we probably get from our parents, like, are you weak or soft for taking care of yourself? Or just having a restful state. Um, the Chinese talk about this golden ratio, um, which is similar in like all objects. A lot of objects of beauty in nature have this amazing golden ratio aspect, like a conch shell, you know, one to 1.6. And they talk about using that golden ratio in terms of hours of the day, just in a 24 hour day, how they're having um, basically about 16 hours of activity and eight hours of rest um, or vice versa, eight hours of activity and 16 hours of rest. And when you really start to flip the 16 and eight to where you're resting more than you're doing when you're being a human being, not a human doing, right? When you're just being for 16 hours a day, whether that's eight hours of sleep, and eight hours of downtime, meditation, slow, relaxing exercise, breath work, walks in the park, whatever it is, when you really start to spend more time just with yourself or being your own human being, that's how, for me, I get people to tap into it. I was like, you can, you don't have to go on this like $5,000 retreat to figure out the answer. All you have to do is just do nothing for 16 hours a day, whether you're sleeping or just laying there, like you just got to sit with yourself. It might be hard to just be with yourself without your phone or anything else, but if you just sit with yourself for at least eight hours a day, you're much more likely to heal. And that's kind of the take. I try to simplify it down in like a free, easy analysis is just like, try to just be with yourself and you still know what's best for you. You just have to do that self-analysis of like, is this my dad with his old 1970s, 1990s kind of toxic masculinity? Like you're weak for resting or is, am I going to listen to my body that really just is craving for more rest and repair and rebuilding kind of phase in my life. When I was going through all my trainings um, and I had a little of adrenal burnout myself in my fourth year where I would go work from seven to 12 in the morning at the clinic at Salvation Army downtown Chicago, which was helping people go through drug and alcohol rehab. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.